0: And I'll be buried at sea, sewn up in a clean white sack, and dropped overboard. At noon, in the blaze of summer, and into an ocean as blue as my first lover's eyes.
1: dusk, up on the hill country, in Austin, Texas, on Matthew's Back Porch, way up north. It's not really that far up north, guys. It's really really north-central, if you want to talk about where exactly we are. Where exactly we are geographically is one thing, but where we are in time is another thing, isn't it? Here we are at episode 151 of One Magical Hour. A Matthew Schaefer podcast. It's spectacular. We're excited tonight to discuss many a thing. We'll probably talk about some words, or at least we'll talk with words. We'll uh, we'll read some poems. We'll uh, get to the we'll, we'll do a wrap up on that pitchfork 150 albums of the '90s list, and uh, we'll listen to the we'll listen to the crickets chirp out here on this beautiful October night. So happy that it's a month ending ending in R. Uh, so happy to, uh, so happy to be sitting here with uh, with this guy. You know him, you love him. He's the pride of Tarzana, California. He's a Rampy, not a Roy. He's playing easy to get. Hello, Matthew.
0: Tell me if you've heard this one. Don't let podcasts change. Don't let podcasts change. La-dee-da. This is a story of a kid, his name was Schaefer, who writes the words in the right order on the paper. He lives a New York style of life, boho dives, poetry types, and he likes to recount details of his capers. Made his living slinging cocktails to the rabble when he first started on this podcast, All hard Scrabble. So we called his old friend Matthew in the pandemic times and they hit the record button on this babble. Started winning local listeners with his dad. De- Crew yield workshop, lift write stories and the news crews downloads came rolling in getting feedback from his friends musicians in their inner circle lent them track moods paid their dues making podcasts now the number stack on the back porch shooting BS bringing segments back so they quit their nine to fives finally the time arrived for them to sign an APM podcast contract.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: Don't let podcasts change. Up. Bravo. That was excellent. Thanks. I wrote that in the last like 20 minutes. I was <laughs> glad to have come up with something. Yeah, it's exciting. That, that song was when I moved to San Francisco. That's from the Black Alicious yeah. album Nia. That song's called Deception. Uh that was that was just like one of the soundtracks of my lives there was that that album and then their their album uh blazing arrow came out like while i was there nia had come out in 99 and yeah that was one of those i let my tape drop till my tape pop like listen to that a lot of times and, and then i when i was in san francisco was waiting on dinner at my homie's house and he was playing it in the kitchen. And he was like, oh, I remember how much you listened to this. i was like,
1: yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, so,
0: yeah. One, 151. A, a high proof. Right? <laughs> like Bacardi 151. Bacardi
1: 151, yeah.
0: Now, I listened back to our proof. Um, ABV discussion i'm still a little confused it's, by it <laughs> it's confusing well, the higher number is the proof right yes uh, and the lo- the half number is that's the alcohol by volume right?
2: yeah okay
0: and 150- just... 151 that's
1: that's a that's a really high proof like what yeah, is ever clear well that's like 190 or something
0: that's, okay
1: that's, that's pure alcohol yeah outside of a laboratory you don't like it's you know <laughs> It doesn't get quite pure, I guess, or whatever. I see, but it's just as pure as you can get. Right.
0: This tequila tastes as pure as the driven snow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, percent proof?
0: You know, I, I mean, I think most most spirits that we do eighty proof are eighty proof yeah. and forty percent by volume. Yeah. That's that's the most common. Sometimes you'll get things that are on the high side of it. It'll be ninety proof, yeah. forty five
1: ABV, right? And then if it's bottled in government bond. In what? Bottled in bond. You ever see that? No. Uh, What does that mean? That means that, well, it has to be, that means that someone has inspected it. Someone in the government has inspected it and and confirmed that it's half or more alcohol. So it's got to be 100% sorry, 100 proof or 50%. To be bonded. I see. And this is from back when they used to, you know, when, you know, there's a lot of moonshine flowing around. You never knew what you were getting. Mm. Maybe some guy was selling you stuff that really, you know, wasn't going to get you crunk at all. Mm. So if you had that, if you had that government stamp on there, you should just be sure it's it's at least 50% alcohol. It's going to get you. Get you
0: there, it, it's baffling to think of a time in this country where booze was hard to get. Did he get you through Saturday night? you know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I know that there was, and I know there was still a lot of booze flowing even in that time, but it what there there must there were places and times where it was hard to obtain your favorite well, it was like any black market, maybe you could get some shine, but it was hard to get some fine rum or some yeah. tequila or or some good whiskey, you know um. Let me ask you, Shafi. This is a Matthew you have. Have I ever wondered?
1: Mm-hmm. How do you feel about rum? How- I don't reach for it very often. You know, I like if I'm, you know, at the beach or whatever, I like a good rum and coke. Is that right? Or a daiquiri? Okay. <clears throat> but that's just kind of that's kind of just a romantic thing, you know? Like, yeah.
0: I like a pina colada if, yeah. we're in that, if we're playing in that space. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: I like pina coladas too. Yeah. Uh, but I don't find myself reaching for it very often. And I don't know if that's because it is so sweet. You know, it's sugar based. So I don't know. You know, I think there are probably people who tell you that that'll give you a worse hangover. But I don't know if that's true.
0: I I think there's a lot to that. Yeah. And I avoid rum. It's not, I t- honestly, not that I don't like rum. I love like a rum cake or I love like a little bit of rum with ice cream or something. And I love all those, the tastes of all those drinks a mojito or, yeah. or, a, or a, a, a pina colada or a banana daiquiri. Uh,
1: <laughs> in the Jameson <laughs> up at a Cyril's fish camp up on Montauk Highway. Used to get the BBC, the banana Bailey colada. Mm. That thing was like it was like thirteen thousand calories in a cup. Uh, it was it was so that
0: is rum and Baileys,
1: rum and Baileys and uh, coconut juice oh. and bananas. Like I think it had like two whole bananas in it. Wow! And and then you get it with the one fifty one floater. Which of course you always get a floater. That ends up being like a like an eighteen dollar drink, but like one of them, and you are instantly crunk. You've also had your lunch for the day, right? It's two fucking bananas. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: that's um that's efficiency, you know. That's you you've you gotta drink, you gotta eat, but, but who has the time?
1: But that's a that's a the day in the Amigans Dunes when you've got to somebody's got a got a house, you know, out on the South Fork. Uh your day goes you wake up, you go to the ocean, you know, you jump mm-hmm. spend the morning running around the ocean and then A clothing optional yeah sure okay then you come back you clean up and then you go really you go, clean
2: like you go really down the highway
1: up? to Cyril's fish camp have your banana bailey colada then you go then you usually do some poolside after that and then you go out to dinner in town and you go to Stephen Talk House that night which is Stephen Talk House is the club and live music venue in I mean, it's where everybody goes. But they serve dinner too. No, you can no, have dinner oh, somewhere oh, else. Dinner somewhere else. There's yeah. lots of nice places right. to eat. I, sorry, I thought that was
0: the name of the restaurant. Yeah,
1: no, right. st- uh, the place is just called Stephen Talk House. Um. Well, that sounds
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a really fun day. Yeah, that sounds like a great day. I think we, we could
0: recreate that sometime.
1: Yeah, our buddy Tom Westfall still lives you know, out there. Well, he's he lives in New York, but. They get a they get a house in the dunes every year. Mm. They're all pharmaceutical salesmen,
2: so okay. they, <laughs> yeah. they
1: make they make pretty good money. Yeah, let's the, uh,
0: let's try to ingratiate ourselves into that deal for sure. Holy moly, <laughs> that sounds like something I'd like to carve time out for.
1: Yeah, we did we did Dick's bachelor party out there. That was amazing. They all came. Uh, Dick, Charlie, and Derek came up. Uh, came up to New York, and we we started drinking immediately. Went to like the Lucky Thirteen bar, but anyway, we did the, the, this mini Brooklyn pub crawl. Went down to the Four Face Liar where we met up with Tom, and then we went and watched Federer play Sangha at the U.S. Open in the semifinal or whatever. And then we just kept hopped back on the, LA, the Long Island Railroad. Oh my God.
0: That's t- amazing. Took the train out to
1: Amagansett, ah. hit the Talk House, and uh, well, man, we—I just remember we were drinking Malagro, Malagro tequila at the Talk House, and I found this like this Bachelorette party, so we had a Bachelorette and a Bachelorette party, and I'm just—I was just buying them all like tequilas. We went through like a bottle and a half of Malagro. Yes, just sitting there and like. <laughs>
0: Is Milagro a good tequila? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't really know
1: it. And the Mm. (laughs) I bought so many shots carnally. The girls, you know, who had all just met me thought that I was like a Milagro representative or something. (laughs) 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 I just like tequila. (laughs) I like like, to keep the party going. You work
0: for the brand, she said. Yeah, it was the only explanation. (laughs) You must own the company or something. Yeah. Well, dang, that sounds fantastic. Have you ever had Bacardi One Fifty One? Oh yeah. I mean, that sounds like if you really want to make a
1: punch, like a punch yeah. in your face, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the like, that's what you put floater on the banana Bailey colada with. I see. Oh, also, right. anytime see. you want to set a drink on fire, you do it with the One Fifty One. Oh, is that right? okay. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I think all that stuff uh, would would make me feel terrible immediately. So I haven't been drinking a lot of rum. I, I had a t- I had one night that I went to this bar and I drank a bunch of mojitos and yeah. I got really sick. And I think it was kind of that was kind of it for me. But there is that I wow, I like that cruzon black strap yeah. like a spice stuff, rum yeah.
1: for maybe just a holiday snifter. Yeah. You know. Uh you know, I think just like anything else like if you have too much of it you're going to get sick. You know, people like blame certain <sighs> alcohols sure and i'm like i don't think that it's the uh, you know
0: well that's a a lot of people's experience with tequila is in america people shoot tequila yeah it's not a shooting drink
1: well you know
0: i i mean maybe there's a level of tequila that's for shooting yeah but a tequila at a certain price point and complexity yeah should not be shot
1: yeah, the people, you know, say the really, same
0: thing about really nothing. Whiskey. Really nothing should be shot, right? Yeah. Booze, I guess if you're, the, the shot is for the newbie who hasn't developed the taste for the poison, right? Or for people who like shots. Are there, there are people out there who just like shots? <laughs> I'm okay. definitely, I'm
1: you definitely like one shots. of them, yeah. Okay. Get a beer and a shot.
0: But then the shot, you drink it really fast yeah. and then
1: you. Okay.
0: Well, I'm a weirdo, creepy old weirdo, and I have my little sipper. Yeah, it's like a wine.
1: I'm not going it. for the fancy stuff, though. If I'm, you know, I'm I'm shooting cornitos. Uh, I'm shooting uh, my the, my
0: tequila powers. My tequila desire is getting it's going up, and it. it's not the quantity, but I do keep wanting to buy like the next level of tequila and yeah. be trying new things. And I had that. I had the erredura Añejo at Jorbar. bar. Yeah. that good stuff. was like really took my time with my serving of that. I am still on the taper, if anybody's wondering. It's <laughs> I, I'm I am still only drinking a couple nights a week, which is you know, far and away better than I I was in yeah. the last days. Um I'm I gotta say, the little booze I drink, I really enjoy it yeah. now. And you're and you're, and
1: you're in a pretty good place, you know? I'm in a
0: good place with it. I'm kind of going to let this plateau for a while. Two nights a week.
1: And we'll, we'll go from
0: there. I'm having a hard time giving up the joys of being young. <laughs> just because I've gotten old. So you, you can see how the robot would break up the band. <laughs> I just
1: think I love the robot. I bet people have their, I, uh, People have
0: feelings about it. Yeah.
1: Especially if I were a musician, you know. Oh somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I can see how Ezra, right, would be like. No, <laughs> I. We don't need a machine to do that. Like I have. The education needed to make the music. We don't need yes, a he wanted us with to it. make
0: rhythm with our bodies and with drums yeah. and
1: rhythm makers and
0: stuff. I, I understand it now and I that was a situation where my ego was I'm not blaming Ezra at all. Yeah. My ego was the problem. I see that now. I wish I could go back in time and be more mature, but I just wasn't. You know. So many things. Did, here we go again. Oh, Shafi, hold on. Whoa, I'm going down a, a hole of regret. Um, I so let's get into just like um
1: wait, so just a
2: question oh, quick quick yeah, okay. though.
1: Yeah. This cause this made me think of something. Like, you know, you wish the, you know, you I say that like, oh, you know, I wish I could go back in time, whatever, and you know, do the more responsible, more mature thing. But I'm also living my wrath right now not always doing the responsible oh, of the mature things, so why, like why yeah. does it matter if I'm back in time or not? I mean, maybe we just are who we are, and we're going to go about our lives. <laughs> uh, we... I
0: don't know. I believe in leveling
2: up.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. And I I have. There uh, are situations that I'm dealing with now that the, more, the less mature me couldn't have handled. It's probably happening to you, too.
1: Your graph is... Lo- My graph... Is just like peaks and valleys you go down, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the higher, I'm the trying peak, to just the lower land valley can be the next time. I'm really
0: just trying to incrementally get better. That's I've been good. feeling, that's... I've been feeling lately how physically and mentally and all kinds of
1: ways I'm maybe feeling the best, yeah. of my life, and that's how it's got to be with it. I mean, this is why people with families live longer than. <laughs> you know then people who are single well, it's just the way it is
0: well having having kids did like force so many issues and i think it does with a lot of people it it forces you to confront your issues because you're having to deal with them and because you're seeing them deal with stuff and how you had to deal with it and, yeah. and they have a lot of your same coding and you know it's uh definitely like getting into therapy like it was an imperative because of the kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't just be dysfunctional anymore. Yeah. I've been I've been like a zen master a lot lately. Not perfect, but a lot. During trying times around here when when kids are acting crazy and I Understanding more about psychology and brain development stuff than maybe my parents did, or or maybe I more than I did before I started on my journey in therapy. Like it helps me put what's going on with them in perspective. And we're seeing third grade was really difficult for my daughter, and now third grade is really difficult for my son. And mm-hmm. like a developmental stage thing where they're like moving from this, like, baby to, like, an adolescent, you know? Uh, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot going on in your brain, you know, at that time. But I, the my whole takeaway with th- therapy and parenting and whatever is just, like, whatever happens, it's best not for me to get mad about it. If I can just keep cool, whatever's going on, I feel it's a little unfair because it puts some onus on amy that that wasn't there if i'm like but if i like hulk out mad it just makes everything so much worse and so i'm doing a lot of astral projection do you remember when ray was talking to kylo ren uh, over the force you know and she was like could you put on a cowl or something um that's how i am i go to a a forest glade it's like an aspen glen, you know, in a pine forest. Oh nice. And snow is falling and I'm like doing hot yoga in the like in the on, on like a heated uh, a heated snow. yoga mat on the right. cold snow. Just focusing on my breath. I did want I do have another like yoga related uh success yoga, story. Snow,
1: the Matthew Rampey story. Um mm-hmm.
0: I think that was Matthew's minutiae What we just talking about? Yeah, I gotta tell you, uh, I had a meet up with uh, some Lubbock guys. We go out to Poco Loco Ranch. Mm-hmm. Those guys call mm-hmm. it Homie Weekend, and we have gone to this golf course, uh, the Buckhorn. It's in Comfort, Texas, mm-hmm. and we've we've been there many times, at, to the point where we've been calling it the Buckhorn Classic small group that actually golfs out of the guys that are out there this time it was just four golfers but i won the 2022 buckhorn classic congratulations yes thank you um thank you Uh, i (laughs) i went into it telling one of my compatriots there I'm going to apply yoga techniques to this round of golf. I, I've already been doing this thing where I take a deep breath and as I, I begin my exhale and I start my swing and as I swing through, I'm trying to keep the exhale like really steady, mm-hmm. Right, keeps you from like micro moving muscles and stuff. And,
1: Interesting,
0: And it also helps you with a rhythm, like every stroke, whether it's a, whether it's a drive or an iron or a putt should be at the same sort of tempo. It's like, there's a breath and then I'm breathing out. And so that helps me keep this rhythm. And I was, I was doing that. And then I was also like, I'm going to approach it like yoga. I'm going to move with my breath. I'm going to move with ease. I'm going to find what feels good. And yeah, it just put me in that place where I was able to string together. It's just nine holes. I shot a 45 on nine holes. Oh, la, la.
1: Yeah. Um, that's under 100. If, that's, if a that's a 90. Yeah. If it
0: were, if I could maintain that for another nine. Yeah. Which I'm sure I wouldn't, but uh, also I was tied with Dan Smith going into the final hole. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. And he's like my golf sponsor. He, he is the club director at Spanish Oaks. He golfs a lot. Oftentimes, when I golf here in town, I go with him, and then he's also been like he gets all this gear and swag, and he's handed me down all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We joke that his wife's uh, brokerage, <laughs> real real estate brokerage, Audra Smith Realty, uh, she's my sponsor. <laughs> we want to get it on the <laughs> back of like a golf yeah, shirt, sir. Audra Smith Realty,
1: um, or cap or something. Yeah,
0: and um, so it was against him, and the, it, anyway.
1: So these, uh, they, the student became the teacher.
0: Well, we've been playing match games where he gives me a stroke every hole, and I make it competitive with that. But still, yeah. it's like he's a really good golfer. It was not a great nine for him, and I had a good nine. So, but then I went back to the um, to the ranch, and I I beat uh, Travis Jones in the disc golf. We played disc <laughs> golf. And, so dominating. I was a two time. So they were calling me um, Rampian.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like champion.
0: Yeah, or alternately, Champage. Because <laughs> <laughs> they call me rampage. Rampage. They used to call me rampage. No one calls you rampage. Anymore. I know it's like it doesn't fit me anymore because no. I'm like a Zen master, yeah, and every like everything's sense. going to S around me, and I'm like, it's cool, man. Just,
1: Brian Benitez, just we just need me and to just mean the robot. Uh, just me and the robots. We need to remember uh, the Rampian's technique for when we uh, we we hit the links. Digitally the other night. Oh, you did. You and I played. I think we played TPC Sawgrass.
0: Uh, I I do recommend a breathing exercise yeah.
1: as you're playing because
0: you want to just keep your.
1: I like, noticed like three or four holes in. I always develop a pretty wicked slice.
2: Is that right? Yeah.
1: And I need to. Uh, maybe a. Uh, is it a slice? No.
0: Are, are you guys like in VR? Shank, is this with your hands? No, it's not VR. No, oh, it's just it's with the with controller. controller. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, because that would be rad. But it's it's really fun. We're always very close. We're very evenly matched. So this one came down to the the last two holes. Oh, it's exciting when it comes down to the yeah
0: to the wire. I hope. I hope the podcast didn't hear
1: that macbook pro i hope they did friggin somebody uh, was notification somebody's like oh maybe they'll change the subject right maybe that was our cue from the universe
0: to change the subject let's get to which is really the the bulk of what we need to talk about for the rest of the episode let's get to this
1: article from
0: pitchfork is that a is that a respectable publication anymore these days uh i
1: think it's not what it used to be but (laughs) yeah like this podcast
2: yeah
0: so this is the 150 best albums of the 1990s which has a really great banner for this right yeah this article the the web page looks great yeah i, I didn't see you this go actually to, i was looking at on her phone i suggest you go to this it's very cool that is super cool um so we're gonna chop this up a little bit so anybody who doesn't like us talking about music or f- music from the 90s then maybe just stop <laughs> listening and ch- join us for episode 152 we tried to get this on episode 150 but it was so chock full, yeah, of content a, that we did not get to. One hundred fifty
1: was an action packed episode. Yeah,
0: it really was. So maybe that's giving you more time. a
1: sesquicentennial episode.
0: <sighs> Man, is that right? Sesquicentennial. It's one hundred fifty. Yeah. Okay. Is is that? No, no. We're we're born on the centennial.
1: Yeah. Right. But in nineteen eighty six, we celebrated Texas's. And, you know, oh, okay. That's uh, the reason that I know that word. Okay, yeah. I wondered why I knew that word. <laughs> yeah, 1836 was...
0: So, how do we want to approach talking about this? Why don't you take the helm, since I've been blibber-blabbering about other stuff?
1: Uh, you know, I I liked this list. I thought it was a good... It was a dynamic list, you know. Uh, remind me again, what was number one? Yeah, let's go to the bottom of the page. Let me scroll, scroll, scroll. I, I totally forgot. Now that you, you know, a hundred and fifty albums over a decade is a pretty interesting. You know,
0: My Bloody yeah. Valentine, Loveless. Can I? I say, I've never heard this album.
1: Yeah. Okay. I Are,
0: have I heard this album.
1: You probably heard some of it over the, Okay. Like, I am not super familiar with My Bloody Valentine. I've listened. To, I had one of their records. I couldn't even tell you which one. Oh, you, you
0: know what? I also, after we looked at this list, I wondered, is this really like in any order? Is this just, it's not like ranked the 150
1: best. It is. There is It is an implication of rank, okay. yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So, at number one, My Bloody Valentine levels.
1: This but is honest, you... kind of just goes to show you how kind of silly that, that it is, <laughs> yeah. but...
0: Yeah, Um. I I might could get behind number two. I'm a fan of this album. Number two, yeah. Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of that Lauren. That was a Hill. great
1: record, and that like specifically a very '90s record. I think you know. Yeah, we're gonna go from okay. Radiohead, uh, OK Computer. That's like Radiohead,
0: OK Computer. Might be that. Might be my number one. You well, know, that was all like when
1: that. when the when the 1990s decade came out. You know, in in 2001 or whenever. Like OK Computer was the top of everyone's list. Like that's uh, widely regarded as you're both the best uh, Radiohead album and uh, and then Kid A came along and you know I think that that's an even better record.
0: Yeah, they've really pushed the artistic boundaries the whole time. Yeah, every yeah. time yeah. they do something, it changes. Great
1: band, interesting band. You wouldn't like like their first record, which was in the '90s, was called Pablo Honey. Is that right? No, that wasn't the one with the. Oh, OK. Yes. The one. Yeah, that's, that's correct. The, that's the one with the creep on it.
0: OK. Uh-huh. And like you wouldn't have known it. Or at least
1: I wouldn't have known it listening to that record. That they were going to what all was going to happen to, you know, from Radiohead. And
0: the boundary pushing band yeah. that they became.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, they were actually weird. You know, they came out, you know. During you know the kind of the beginning of alt rock, they were like they were weird, you know. Like I don't, you remember the song "Creep" had that weird like like kind of thunder in the middle of you know the uh-huh. uh, they definitely they definitely uh-huh. did some weird stuff, but like yeah, I didn't realize that they were gonna like yeah like create like an entirely new genre of like electronic jazz or something you know yeah. whatever you would call Kid A. Uh, I would call, it, I would like call a, it electronic jazz. actually. I would call it like a complicated soundscape. <laughs> okay.
0: I saw them at the Horde Fest.
1: Oh, wow. In the summer of 19... Horizons of in Rock. In like
0: August of 1997 at South Park Meadows. <clears throat> there, the Horde Fest was... The, the headliners was... It was
1: Horizons of Rock diverging everywhere.
0: Dave Matthews. Is that what Horde... <laughs> what <they> <laughs> it was Dave Matthews. <laughs> Uh Blues Traveler yeah, and been, Lenny Kravitz.
1: It was John Popper's and show. It was right? a f- it was a
0: hot day, man. It was so hot. And, and this was in Lenny, Dallas? No, here. Oh. On Austin at South Park Meadows, the old South Park Meadows, right, right, which right. was just like a dusty old <laughs> hill, man. And it was very dusty that day. It
1: was dry. <laughs> and what year are we talking? 97. 97. And, 90 other, okay.
0: And Lenny Kravitz uh
1: Were you gonna go his way?
0: Lenny Kravitz played first. He <laughs> was the first of the headliners, so he played at like two p.m. Yeah. or something. Yeah. And he was up there with his heavy dreads, and he mm-hmm. was wearing some like denim outfit, and he looked so hot.
1: Like he looked like he was melting. It was you really, were like, no, I was, Lenny, I felt, I felt, I'm not. I'm not gonna go. I your felt way. so bad for him, man. I'm going My way is gonna have a lot. Of, lot a, of water, and there, I'm gonna be wearing shorts. That was Lenny. all
0: the main stage. Yeah. There was a side stage. And Radiohead played.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah,
0: and I was like, "Who's that?" And I was, I guess you know, familiar with Creep. But oh, what a day! It seemed. I, I, I again that I, that was my example of I didn't see what they were going to become yeah. at all. And I was like, "Oh, they, these guys are good." And they just released
1: this this weird record. Yeah,
0: it was it was quite a day. It was so, also a weird day on a bunch of other
1: levels. But okay, so Lenny not for the podcast. And then, uh... And then, do you remember
0: Le- anything Le- about the rest of the day? <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, and then not not really, not really. It gets blurry after yeah. that. Um, Dave Matthews, D- D- Lenny Kravitz, and then Blues Traveler, and then Dave Matthews was the, uh, the top bill. Yeah. I went with Casey Gray and Shanna Gray, and their aunt had come to town and took us to this festival, and. It was we it was weird, and we got all you know drunked up, and and uh, I don't really like festivals. Never nah, told you that. I mean, I'm you got be. A, I'm not a huge festival fan. Sometimes, if you su- nail it
1: just right, you can.
0: It was super dusty that day. and yeah. It was dusty and hot, and it wasn't.
1: That sounds like, The experience to me. wasn't yeah.
0: good. We and yeah,
1: yeah. That, and that's how like. Festivals go ninety percent of the time. Right, right. You can get
0: that like one time. Every once in a while, just happen to do things perfectly. I I went to Coachella in two thousand one. Yeah, and it was brand new, and it was on the polo fields, and it was it was amazing. The weather was it was a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Yeah, and you could just take your shoe. Everybody just had their shoes off on these polo grounds. Unbelievable. That's so nice. I have, I've also had, I've had, I've had some good ACL days. Some, yeah, I've had
1: a few magical uh, so,
0: some. But I've also had times where I went to ACL and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to come back out here. Yeah, that's this
1: weekend. Uh, Liz Fair,
0: Liz Fair, Number Exile in Guyville.
1: I love the inclusion of this record. I love this record. I love Liz Fair. I think that it's a big record. Yeah, and I think like oh, this one also.
0: What's the big song? For really this?
1: identifies the '90s uh uh help me marry, please. I've lost my home to thieves. uh, they play me like a pit bull in a basement. I Sorry think, about that I guys think, I think I'm gonna go listen to this album. That's a great record there's okay. uh, There's some very weird songs on here um don't don't listen to it with your kids.
0: Do you think this influenced Gabrielle pagefort
1: uh, maybe okay, a little all right. bit all right. I think her influences are deeper and weirder than yeah, even Liz Fair. I think so. Okay, um, well,
0: and, and at number five, and th- another album that I would move to, the, yeah, move closer to the top is the Wu Tang Clan "Enter the Wu Tang: Thirty Six Chambers."
1: I think yeah, I think it makes sense where you know where it is, or I don't. Know, I don't even, think
0: anybody's got a
1: problem with that, right? Yeah, and that one just, that that oh, by right. that album made an impression on all of us, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Like. Even my dad might be like, no, Yeah, into the Wu Tang. Yeah. That was. <laughs> Protect your neck. <laughs> He's saying cash rules, everything around me. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. I'm just kidding. I, I don't, I'm pretty sure my dad doesn't know who the Wu Tang Clan is. <laughs> if you do, Dad, get out of the night. You might. I wouldn't if doubt it, actually. If you're down with the Shaolin.
0: Uh, n- number six, Bjork, homogenic. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure which album this is, but I love
1: Bjork. I think of Bjork. Like, like, she's outside of like, she's the future, you know. Like, even now, like, she's not 90s, she's she's like 20 or 2190, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I saw
0: her at Liberty Lunch, yeah. Oh, cool, in '95. Wow, when that human behavior song was the all rage. This was the pre that was the previous album to this, yeah, and she was like. That's so incredible. tiny and so full of power. And when that song came on, the whole club was just like undulating together in yeah. this way I had never felt before. That's a good one. I, I I like, I actually like the her next album, Vespertine, better. Mm-hmm. But that album might have actually come out in 2000. I
1: think. What was the hit off of Humming?
0: You know what? I it, am not sure. It doesn't matter if you don't know. But I mean, I think the internet could just tell us real
2: quick, right? Um, I don't know if there was a hit off of this album. This actually isn't the album that I would have put.
0: I would have put this the previous album by Bjork. This is, this is terrible. What are we doing? We're, we're ruining this podcast by looking stuff up. Look, let's go back and do a whole Bjork episode.
2: Okay. okay.
0: Let's keep going up this list. Janet Jackson, "The Velvet Rope," excellent choice. Nineteen ninety-seven. That's don't it always seem to go that you don't know why that you go so it's gone. You know that one. Yep. Whole um, live through this. Okay, so I'm a little upset about. Number eight here, yeah. Um, I do not think that first thing shouldn't Nirvana have been a little higher up on I this. I mean, list? this is
1: like this is something that, like, why revisionists are doing. They're like people trying to argue that this is ridiculous. that hole is better than Nirvana. This and this, is ridiculous. I, you know. I, I
0: don't, I'm not even giving this any, sh- I'm giving this short shrift. <laughs> We're moving on. Nine, A Tribe Called Quest, the low end
1: theory. This, yes. like, so this yes. is one of the albums that, like, seminal, yeah, and this, like. It defined, you know, '90s hip hop. I would say, you know, that this was the the an album that came on the scene and was like, this is how this is how hip hop's going to be in this new decade. You know, great, great, great awesome record. Okay, There's at number ten, Nevermind.
0: Nirvana. Never mind. Probably should be number one.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I for as that.
0: much, really yeah I, I felt like this was the album of the decade just just because it was so it was it was played so much yeah all over but maybe that's not what we're
2: judging I like.
1: was excited to see this one Portis Head Dummy for like you know, as far as just albums that I played the most in the 90s this is probably this is one of the winners I played this album so much and I loved you know like I you know it could be like when I was getting ready to party, or if I'm winding down from the party, or I'm in the middle of the party. At any time, this album was appropriate and fun, and totally awesome.
0: You guys were having you and Brian were having a discussion about this on a text, and you said, "I've listened, I've literally listened to this album, Dummy, a thousand times, and I did not know what you were talking about. Oh wow! I had to go look it up, but then as soon as I saw the cover of the like, I know this album. Mm. I did not know it was called Dummy, so because I, I think it's." Uh, it's referring to moi dummy mm-hmm. okay moving on this is actually my people say what's your favorite rap album of all time this
1: is it for me number 12 outcast I agree, probably I. the best best rap album of all time i agree, I agree with that statement yeah i i, I these, whatever our opinion these these rap is right <laughs> right
0: but at the time these guys who were already like a force of nature, this this was their like junior album. They'd had this was their third album, and uh, they they things coalesced yeah. for them here. And,
1: and they, and I and, can
0: listen to this album a million times, and I think they
1: realized that it was like it was either get weird or die on the vine, you know, and they got well, weird. With the yeah, scene. well, they
0: and they were doing what any. Like artists with any staying power does, which is change. Yeah, they were they were changing and evolving, and I, I and think this album that magic.
1: album contains the lyric, as the plot thickens, it gives me the Dickens reminiscence Charles, <laughs> and, and I love that lyric.
0: <laughs> oh, that that track,
2: is <laughs> so good. It is
0: so good. Spody, odie delicious. Um. Oh. Number thirteen, Daft Punk, Homework.
1: Yes. Big, yeah. Yes, man. You're a uh, gr- you're you're a uh, well I, alter ego, Matthew Roy. talked to you about this record. Oh yeah. Yeah. You might have been the one to introduce me to it. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Well, you know how I feel about Daft Punk, as chronicled in episode like 39 of yeah. this show when they when they ended the band. <laughs> do, do you think the podcast will be like that? Are we
1: going to end it? Are or? we, we going to wear astronaut suits? And <laughs> to, we'll, to listen,
0: we'll do what we have to do. Do shows in
1: Ibiza we'll do what uh, we, I hope so. <laughs> we'll do
0: what we have to do for this podcast. All right, number 14, Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die. I don't think, I think everybody probably thinks this should be higher up in the list.
1: I B. also B. I. thought that it came out in like 1989, not 1994, but
0: that's, that's so my own confusion. I, I was a West Coast devotee. And it would, probably wasn't until '96 that somebody was like, "You need to listen to the Notorious B.I.G." And I did, and I still. This is like the Willie Nelson thing. <laughs> I I have a lot of respect for Biggie. I, I like a lot of these tracks, but I'm still, but I still nineteen ninety four was was snoop dogg and the chronic before that more mm-hmm. was more just more important to me and my life, so like that but
1: it, um you know s- separating the two and comparing the two is like it's, it's, not, foolish. it's not doing anyone a service
0: it's foolish, but when you're when you're reminiscing about the nineties, yeah, the ones that were more in your life well, not, so much, not so much
2: that
1: one it's hard not to talk about a rivalry when they actually shot each other, right, so right uh but but yeah it doesn't do anyone a service in fact gets some people killed so let's not yeah let's um, not
0: are you saying let's not reignite east west beef a, on this podcast
1: east, east west east west beef is dead on this podcast
0: you live on the east side of austin and i live north
1: central should we should we do <laughs> should the we east north central beef the way up north beef yeah. Uh, so we can't, are we going to go through all 150 of these? I don't know. I, was like, no. I feel like we, PJ Harvey, that's an okay. interesting one. Okay. Uh, Fiona Apple. You know, we have- oh, I love that D'Angelo record. Number 20. So D'Angelo, this actually, I'm glad you, we got here because this was this thing. So 20 D'Angelo, 21 Silver Jews. Oh no, maybe it's not.
0: There's the chronic.
1: Oh, there's your Burek
0: Post. That 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 album I would have done. Oh,
1: this album. Most F, Neutral Milk, Lucinda Williams. Oh yeah, that's what I like. So there's Most F, Neutral Milk Hotel, and Lucinda Williams all next to each other in the same Uh, list. This list is
0: exhaustive because it it does not... It it includes so much electronica, so much hip-hop, so much... Rock, grunge.
1: It's interesting. You know, we we're, ta- we're talking about breeders, earlier. And the Breeders, like, when we were talking about, like, possible or notable exceptions from the list, I was thinking, you know, the 90s was really important for, you know, girl rock and girl rock bands. Um, I honestly think that there should have been a few. Like, uh, Brian mentioned... Uh, Blood, concrete Blonde, they're all bloodletting, which I definitely I think should be on this list. Um, and then, but then I was also thinking about bands like the uh, the throwing Muses and uh, and uh, Yola Tango. They're not a they're a rock band with a girl in it, but um, yeah, there's I think probably the most glaring most glaring uh omission on this is yola tango and specifically their album i can feel the heart beating is one you
0: know that's are, the album with are they not autumn here on it. i don't think so i, I they are they so, are. i think i'm gonna just i'm gonna just low-key scroll up here i could have sworn that they were
1: but yeah like it, this album made me realize that for me the 90s were really all about There's slater kenny they were all about Alana Smore said uh they were all about girl rock bands
2: girl that, rock maybe
1: rocks. that's just my personal taste uh huh but you know you really didn't see a lot of it before the 90s okay you know, there weren't a lot of all girl rock bands on the charts so uh so i think that kind of the world probably agrees with me in some way and then uh
0: my internet is not um downloading these
1: quickly. I'm out of mind. Liquid Swords. Check your head. There's uh, Matthew. I feel Red. like
0: there were a few of these that I felt like should be a, a lot higher up.
1: Oh, there it is. You're right. Number seven, Number seventy
0: three, Yola Tango.
1: Well I'm glad it's on there.
0: That's you're you're the person who said this word to me. I had never heard Yo La tango Yeah they've got uh PC Boys check your head at
1: number sixty seven. I think this should be in the top ten. <clears throat> for sure. So, do you? So you think that "Check Your Head" is the best Beastie Boys record? I know that's like the general opinion. It's of... it's it's they they
0: made this album with Rick Rubin that was like hip hop and party, and then they made this this second album w- with the record company with Capitol Records, yeah. and they had all the samples and they put it out, and everybody was like, "What the fuck is this, Paul's Boutique?" Yeah, and it was still like hip hop, but there were the sampling was weird at the time, and it was, but, but that, and and then it was a flop. And but people and, who look back and then, at it now are like, that's oh, and it's amazing arguably now. Probably one of their best yeah. records. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's great. I I it was always up there for me. I you know, I, I I got it. I got head. it.
0: I didn't understand it. Yeah. I I had to come back around to it. But then then they they like. They had to reinvent themselves, yeah. you know, and that's when Check Your Head came out. They were playing their own instruments, and there was yeah. this like punk and hardcore aspect to it, and people just it it was it changed people's idea of what they were and what what hip hop was, and I I mean
1: I I don't know. I think it's cool that they did that, but I think the the fact that they came back to it, I think like I I like Check Your Head just fine. It's just, it is the last Beastie Boys album that I would reach for.
0: Oh, is that right? And I think,
1: like, you know, on the Ill Communication, they play, you know, they play a bunch of their own re- their own music, too. And they mix the sampling from Paul's Boutique back in. Yes. And I think that that's the perfect combination. Okay. Right.
0: I just think Check Your Head uh, was so unexpected. Yeah. People, Maybe, I
1: guess. I don't.
0: For, at the time, people... Beastie Boys fans were excited, and they got this album, and they, it was shocking.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was shocking, and and I, I mean, well, I'm like, I'm a super fan. I know every lyric. I know,
1: I know it back and forth. It didn't feel like a return to form to me necessarily because I didn't really feel, feel like they're.
0: I just, I love the <laughs> the I, KLF. I love the K L F
2: The KLF, chill out. Uh-huh, K-L-F.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, uh. I uh, I like KLF. I do too. Oh wow, magnetic fields made it on there. You ever listen to that? No, I songs? don't know this. It really is sixty-nine songs. It was a triple CD.
0: I feel like I should go back and f- find these records that I don't know and listen to them. Bikini Kill. I don't know what is that. Is that punk music? Yeah.
1: Okay. It's a uh, Bikini version. Kill. Then I think that they split up and formed. Uh, was the Tigra and maybe L seven? Like uh, I, know part of part of Bikini Kill went on to become L. Uh, the Tigra. Okay,
0: which... I did not know that.
1: Oh, I love that the Dixie Chicks are on here. The Chicks, yeah, the Chicks, baby.
0: Radiohead, the bends.
1: That's their. First album, right? uh, you know what else I think is a glaring uh, what like you wouldn't necessarily put Edie Raquel's album Shooting Rubber Bands at the Stars because that's not that's from like 1989 or 1988. But to me, that defines the 90s. Like, there needs to be some Edie Raquel on this list just because okay, Edie Raquel was the most 90s <laughs> musician was very nice. that ever musicked, yeah.
0: I love that DJ Screw is on here. But you know what? I think the listeners are probably tired of this, uh, <laughs> it's my guess.
1: Everyone except Brian Benitez. Hopefully,
2: uh,
0: hopefully Brian is having a good one. Brian's
1: time. other was, uh, uh, he thought that uh, Fake No More should have been on that list. That's a good point. Um, so, uh, some other... Uh, yeah, he mentioned another kind of... Song. Oh, Jane's Addiction. Oh. Which I'm surprised there isn't any Jane's addiction on here. We better, maybe we better go to the trouble list. Weezer, that was that was good. And then Brian's wife, Tiffany, uh pointed out Allison Chains. is a big uh mm. you know, she's a rocker too. Mm. Allison Chains, and then she mentioned another like much more like getting closer to mm. hair Rocky band. What did she Alice Chains and, oh, Mother Love Bone, the grunge, the proto-grunge band. I see. There really is a lot of hip-hop
0: on this list. This list is good because they've got different people writing up each album. I don't know how many people are in their, their
2: <laughs>
1: stall. Mazzy Star, that's a good album, right? Great record, yeah. And very 90s to me. Yeah. Did Sublime make this list?
0: I don't think Sublime made the list. I think this Rage album is a little bit high up, too. It should be a little lower down. Rage Against the Machine. Uh, oh, I love that, that Ronnie Size
2: made this. I don't know Do You know Size. Ronnie Size? No. He's
0: like drum and bass. Gotcha. God, the 90s were great. Modest Mouse. Well, like Remember all of the promise of the future? In the (laughs) nineties, like the future seemed so bright, and now it's it's such a shit show. With with probably you know who going to be president again, and Uh, the midterms looming. And look, I just want to bring it down right at the end
1: of that. You know what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) I just don't. I I, look. It's just all gone sideways. Like when you think about.
1: Well, I can tell See? you the '90s started with I would, you know, with us not having been involved in a war since the '70s. I mean, you know, I would have told you once this Cold War thing gets wrapped up, we basically won't be going to, war, just going yeah. to wars anymore. Right. Right. And See how that went. The Bush family fucked that up bro. Yeah. That goes back to your Rummy comment, right? At the first of the program. Yeah.
0: All right. Well. We've gone through a list. We've been looking at stuff on the internet and describing it to you.
2: All the things you—it's your favorite
0: segments.
1: Amy Mann. Oh Amy Mann. Made it. I love that record. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like her. I don't I know think that's her first solo record after
0: Tuesday. Yeah. What's 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 up here at the top? The guys, Whitney education. Houston, The
1: Bodyguard soundtrack.
0: Uh, I think that could be replaced by faith. No more <laughs> I think I found one to uh, replace Soundgarden
1: super unknown could be replaced by faith. No more. Really? Or Alice in Chains. Oh, I don't know. I What's like both of those bands or like
2: oh, is... name
1: like any grunge band. I like them better than Soundgarden probably.
0: Okay. Okay. Soundgarden's not at the bottom of my grunge band list. I, I like that. <laughs> who, is?
1: But
0: who is? Yeah. Um, Probably,
1: um, and I, I think this salt and pepper record could be way higher actually.
0: Okay, at number 150, salt and pepper very necessary, salt and pepper very necessary. Well, Sh- wait. you made me want to shoot. Yes, does anybody say shoot
1: anymore? <laughs> so, when did TLC's record come out? When did Do- 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 Chasing Waterfalls come out
2: in '94? Why isn't that on the list?
0: Um that is a good question, wasn't it? in ninety four release ninety-four. Ninety four, yeah. Sexy cool. Wow. Let's there's another good waterfalls,
1: we, scrubs.
0: We could sit here and talk about omissions. We should write. <laughs> we should do pitchfork adjacent <laughs> the top uh fifty. From 150 to 200 yeah.
1: of the 90s. 151 to 200. Okay. There you go. All
0: right. Listen, save us with a poem.
1: <laughs> Thank you for uh, joining us on that journey, folks. I oh. love each and every one of you. Oh, the regret. It's just like that. It's just like how
2: much
0: I regretted not going to Burning Man that time. You regretted <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> listen, we love you. So give us, drop us a line. Somebody, who's still listening? Raise your hand.
1: Let me see here. You know, Alex Battles and I have been writing some poems together, collaborating. Oh. Would you like to hear one of them?
2: Absolutely.
0: We should talk to him on the podcast again quite soon. Alex, I have your number. I'm coming for you. I will find you.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'll find you and make you dance. <laughs> Alright. Uh, this is a sonnet. I can't remember which kind of it's sonnet. A sonnet. I'm a Am BC, A B A B A B A B A B A B B C B C B C I think. It's on. Sonnet. By Alex Battles and Shake for Hall. Tumbled down forever in magnitude, perseverance bound, eloquence bitten, silent holes through which all of time extrudes. Writing read before the wall, writing read before the wall is written. Forever dusty thoughts intrude of rude actions and regrets of slights unbidden. Finds me again arranging for quaaludes, a little comfort however flitting. You can take the man out of the storm cloud. But you can't take the storm out of the man. Passersby hear strange thoughts spoken aloud. Witnesses, oppressed from unlocked cells, ran amuck. I'll say a contrite prayer, head bowed. Perhaps I'm su- supplicant. I'm not sure, man. That's heavy. <laughs> a heavy sonnet. I should have practiced reading that first. <laughs> no,
0: no, it wasn't the way you delivered it. It was the words. <laughs> You and you were you guys were pre- passing that back and yeah. forth.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's fun. I think I think that one in particular came out. It's, it's good. Came out okay. Yeah, arranging ludes. <laughs> well, our listeners are
0: arranging ludes after this episode. Okay, <laughs> listen. <laughs> we love you, and the poor the choices. Sweet of the wine.
2: But on it. The-